Hello and welcome to another episode of the Falkirk Community Trust, Trust Us podcast, where we have a fun look at sport and physical activity. I'm your host, Jen Cairns, and I'm joined by my colleague in active schools and fellow basketball fan, Pete McDougall. Today, we're delighted to hear from this basketball star here in Falkirk. Getting ready to move to a new chapter in his career in France, but you may recognise him from his days at Falkirk Fury, playing for Team Scotland in the 2018 Commonwealth Games, and most recently playing with Radisson Red Glasgow Rocks. Please welcome Ali Fraser. So Ali, like, how did you first get involved in basketball and what is it that you love about playing it? Uh, so I started when I was in about primary seven. Um, I was always pretty tall, a bit bigger, uh, one of the sort of bigger kids in terms of height and weight, I would say. And my parents always just wanted me to do loads of different sports and try different things. You know, I tried everything, swimming, rugby, football and basketball was just the one I kind of enjoyed. I mean, it helps that I was reasonably good at it from when I started. But um, I think basketball is a bit faster paced than most other sports that you see. So there's no sort of stop start. There's a lot more action going on. So I enjoy that. And then a lot of my friends play basketball. So it just so happened that, you know, it was a lot of fun doing that. You mentioned there that you played kind of locally for Falkirk Fury. What was that like playing with them? It, it was great. So I'm fortunate that I'm the same age as uh, Johnny Bunyan, who's obviously his dad uh, and brother uh, both kind of run Falkirk Fury. And they kind of t- took me under their wing when I was young and, and brought me right up through. So I was lucky, I think, that I got um, probably some extra training. Uh, one, because I was you know quite talented, I think. And the other, because I was good friends with Johnny. So any training he was doing, I sort of tagged along to. But, um, you know, coming up to there, you know, uh, when I was playing under 16, under 18, um, you know, the, the Bunyan family really did a lot for me in terms of, you know, Keith would be taking me all over the place. He'd be driving me to, you know, Sterling and go and do S&C stuff. He'd be taking me to the gym himself to do S&C stuff. Me, him and Johnny, you know, he really put a lot of his own time in to help us training and, you know, sort of achieve the goal that we both sort of set of trying to go over to the States and play. And then obviously, um, John Bunyan uh, is the one who started everything with Fury and he oversees everything. So it was really down to the two of them as to why I was playing, why I started playing and why I improved so much over my time playing in Scotland and why I eventually got to the States. I meant to mention this to you earlier. I've actually played against you. I've had the misfortune of playing against you. And I mean that in the greatest respect because I played for Perth Phoenix and you guys put about 50 points on us at least every game. It was some squad you had that, that year, that cadet and junior team. Was yeah, I mean, that team was absolutely stacked. Um, and I think that was JB's uh, you know he was like his pick of, it, of everything so he wanted to make sure he was coaching that team and everything um, but no we definitely had a very good team I mean I think at least four or five guys in the Scotland team um, you know with a couple of guys right in the fringe of the Scotland team so um, definitely had a good team He wasn't sure if he wanted to actually admit it Ali that he played <laughs> against you yeah I think he did play through him like a, <laughs> like a steam train but yeah 
to be fair, I think we did that to most teams that year. So it's not um, nothing to be ashamed of. Sort of, we did, like I said, our team was absolutely loaded. So nothing wrong with that. Ali, I'm going to skip from Falkirk Fury days to Commonwealth Games. So obviously, yep. finishing fourth at the Commonwealth Games, which is is absolutely gutting for us all sitting watching in that medal game. But can you tell us a wee bit about the whole experience and what it's actually like just to represent your country on something of that scale? Yeah, I mean, so leading up to that, there was a bit of a doubt before. It weren't sure if we were actually going to be in the Commonwealth Games or not. So we had to do various sort of games that we played. We think we played at Wales and Ireland, I think it was, sort of the summer before to try and make a case that we should be allowed to play in the Commonwealth Games. So that was kind of up in there at first. And then when we did qualify, I think everyone kind of thought, well, Scotland lost seeds, you know, they're not going to be able to do anything. So there was, wasn't really any expectations on us other than the ones we sort of had for ourselves because we had, had a good idea of how good our team was. And then, you know, we then it. There was a bit of issues, you know, we, our coach, he, we lost our sort of coach that we had right throughout the build-up and we got a new coach in last minute and everything. So, again, expectations were zero for us going over there. And then, obviously, it's a team that's played together for a while. Me, Johnny, um, Fraser Malcolm, who's also a pocket guy. Uh, guy Gareth Murray played for the Rocks for years. Kieran Achara, another guy who came through Falkirk Fury, have all played together for years. So we sort of knew that we had a good core, we had a good team, and then went over to Australia. And like you say, we finished fourth, which is a bit gutting. And I think if we'd gotten a slightly different draw, so we ended up playing New Zealand in the bronze medal game when realistically we thought we were going to play Canada. So Canada had a huge upset against New Zealand. We were all kind of watching that game going, oh, no. So I think we would have had a much better chance of beating Canada than we would have against uh, the New Zealand team that we ended up playing because New Zealand were really there to go uh, gold or silver and, you know, obviously end up with the bronze. But, I mean, it was a great experience, you know, trip to Australia with some of my best friends that I've known for years and getting to represent Scotland and um, exceed everyone's expectations other than the sort of ones we had for ourselves was great. And I think the support we got from everyone watching, especially, you know, after we beat England and people probably saw that we had the potential to definitely get out of the group stages was great. And, you know, we're getting messages from everyone, you know, everyone really, really supportive of us, which was great. Do you think the success of that squad did come down to the fact that you, these are guys that you knew and you'd played with or, or been around kind of grown up as well as when you're out there? A hundred percent, yeah. So not even just um, the sort of court guys we had, the sort of the guys who were coming off the bench and stuff like that, had been training with us, playing at Rocks training all year as well. They'd been taking time out of their own work schedule and things like that to make the commitment to really come in and, and put the extra effort to practice with us. I think that really showed there was a bit more of a cohesion for us than say, you know, I, I don't know what the English team's build up was like, but you know, I think because we knew each other and they had a longer preparation period, that first game, uh, we were a bit better prepared to start off with, whereas the England team kind of hit a stride later on in the tournament when it was maybe a bit too late, because maybe they, they, their preparation maybe hadn't been quite as as long as ours. Um, but the other thing that really led to success was the coaching. We had a guy, Rob Beveridge, come in, who's like a coaching legend in Australia, and his coach sort of the highest level in Australia, and just happened to be 
his team got knocked out the playoffs just before, just as we lost our coach, and the timing just sort of worked out perfectly. And the sort of the way he coached us for that tournament and everything he put in place for us in terms of our strength coach, our recovery guy who was there, to, you know, have his ice bath, all that sort of stuff, um, was really you know impressive. And that's a big part of why we were able to do so well as well. You jumping back to you talked about moving over to America. What was that like? Because it must be, although Falkirk Fury were a very good team, it must have been a big step, a big jump in sort of the guys you were competing with and against. How did you find that? Yeah, I mean, it was it was interesting because it was going from playing against, obviously, I'd playing in, in the sort of senior level in Scotland, but it was going to be playing against guys who were sort of the best player or weren't some of the best players in that area of America. And, you know, I'm 17, 18 years old, and there's some guys, you know, 22, 23, 24 years old who have been playing at a high level for, for years. So it was a big sort of culture shock for me there. And the biggest difference is that whereas in Scotland, you know, we're always sort of trying to get courts or get, you know, hall time, gym's open 24-7. You can literally get in whenever you want. And, you know, guys were legitimately doing that. They were in there all the time. So it was kind of a completely different culture for that side of things. And I think I was fortunate that with Fury, I'd had a really good sort of S&C set up through Keith and through various other people. Um, so a guy, Y Man Lee, who works at Public College, he did a lot of S&C stuff with Fury. And I think he continues to do that. Um, so I was quite fortunate that I had had that set up already so that I can, when it, the S&C side of things wasn't as much of a shock to me. But, um, you know, just... The, there's a lot of things, a lot more technical stuff in terms of, you know, the way basketball was played, the way they played defence, different plays and things like that. It took a bit of time to learn. And then the fact that I was kind of 17, 18 years old, first time living on my own, doing things for myself, was a bit of a shock as well. But, you know, it was good. And I think you don't really know how you're going to do until you're sort of thrown in at the deep end in those sort of situations and you have to sort of fend for yourself and figure things out, which I think has really benefited me throughout the rest of my basketball career and, and you know, whatever else I end up doing beyond basketball. What was the difference in the gameplay like over there? Was it a bit more structured or was it a bit more loose? Uh, a bit more athletic, I would say. Um, you know, there's just much better athletes in the States in general, I think, um, especially playing basketball. Um, so I think that was the biggest difference in terms of um, the speed of the game or anything like that, it, it wasn't a huge adjustment. It was just guys are more athletic, stronger, and they've sort of been drilled at a, you know, a, lot, a younger age, I think. And fortunately, like I said, I started fairly young in Scotland, but I think the majority of players over there are starting from really young. And uh, that sort of mindset of you know being in the gym all the time is sort of instilled in them from a young age. So I'd say just athleticism was the biggest difference. You've had that experience going from playing at a local level, building your way up, playing international GB over in the States. Like where do you see your kind of future playing kind of playing out actually with your move to France? Like is this going to be something totally new, something totally different? Or tell us a bit about that. I mean, I don't, I'm not really sure because, so when I initially came back to play for the Rocks, uh, I came back to do my Masters and I kind of at that point thought, you know, I'll probably do my Masters and then stop playing after that. 
at a certain point. Um, and before last season, I'd thought, you know, I might go and get a job and a sort of regular nine to five. But thankfully, the Rocks last year let me do both. So I work part time uh, while also playing for the Rocks. And we obviously had the uh, coach Vincent Lavandi come in, French uh, coach, and I played really well for him. And then that's how I got the opportunity to go to France. So I'd, I had kind of seen my career sort of winding down a little bit in terms of playing professionally. But um, he kind of came in and has given me a bit of a spark to you know go back and see what I can do in France this year. But uh, to be honest, I'm not really sure what, what I'll end up doing. It all depends how I play. So if I go and have a good year abroad, I might stay abroad. If not, I might come back and try and play the BBL again, hopefully for the Rocks, or I might end up going and getting a job. I'm not sure. I'll just sort of play it by ear, I guess. Um, but yeah, so it just all really depends. Yeah, have you had any word to say if it's getting played behind closed doors over there or how your season's kind of looking? So I think it is initially going to be played behind closed doors, but uh, they have their full schedule planned out already, so um, up till at least Christmas is all planned. So I, I'd imagine they'll just again they'll play it by ear and see how yeah. things are going with with the coronavirus situation there, as to whether or not they can let fans in or not. But I think I believe it's either no fans or very limited fans to start off with. <laughs> You've played kind of a few places across the world, Germany, France, America. Where's your favourite place that you've played? Uh, I mean, it's nice to be able to go abroad and travel and things like that, but I, there's nothing better than playing at home and, and playing in front of family and, and friends and, and, and things like that. It's nice to be able to have people that I know come to games and people who have probably never seen me play before because I've been away for, I'd been away or hadn't seen me play since I was 16, 17, they were coming to see me play. So that's been great over the past uh, sort of two or three years to be able to do that. And uh, it's not even just that, I've been able to play with people that I know, people like really good friends of mine. The whole sort of rock situation for me over the past two or three years has been really great. <laughs> So see if we're bringing it back, right, right back to Falkirk, Ali, um, you said it obviously positive influence through schools, through the kind of local clubs and back to our jobs, that's what it's all about, is always is giving these kids the opportunities. What advice do you think you would give to school staff about creating these opportunities for kids to be able to excel or just even be able to get into something they've never tried before? I think just to encourage kids to try as many things as possible, that's sort of what worked with me. Um, there was It wasn't as if I knew instantly I wanted to play basketball. It was I tried a bunch of different stuff and that's what stuck for me. So I think there's sport is extremely valuable for kids in terms of giving them some kind of structure um, and teaching them a lot of lessons about, you know, th- or things that are going to help them in later life without actually, you know, them thinking they're being taught anything, you know. And that's been really valuable for me. And that was just through trial and error of, you know, I went to this club after school, I went to that club after school, or I really liked basketball, or, you know, I liked swimming, or, or, or whatever it may be. So I think just try to get kids involved as much as possible in whatever is available. And then making more things available to them, you know, whatever you can, basically. Because I think sport's been great for me, and um, it's been extremely valuable in terms of, you know, like I know how to 
schedule my day and like plan things out, you know, uh, time management with schoolwork and all that sort of stuff. It's it's really been hugely valuable in everything that I've gone out and do in sport and outside of it. <laughs> Well, thank you very much, Ali. It's been great to chat to someone uh, that's had such a good career and a local, a local lad, if you like. Yeah, of course. And I appreciate you guys taking the time. Well, thanks very much. You've been listening to Falkirk Community Trust, Trust Us podcast. Tune in again next week for our next episode as we welcome another guest to take a fun look at sport and physical activity.